My father. My father. <laughs> uh, that scene from The Dark Knight where he's going, hit me, I want you to hit me. And then he just pants. <laughs> it's just Lightning McQueen racing along the track. Yeah! <laughs> Welcome to The Crunch, the only podcast that's trying to get down to the bottom of why Joe Biden isn't reducing these gas prices. <laughs> it's your boy, Ethan. I'm Patrick. That's funny. <laughs> Thank that's you. good. That is three I just layers. I don't understand. Yeah. yeah, it is. It is. It's like that um, bell curve meme that's like the person it, on both ends kind of just agrees with each other. Agrees is the same thing, but it's the, the midwit meme. Yeah, the midwit. I like it. I like it. Midwit. Uh, yeah. Because... Well, we've actually talked about this. It used to be called the horseshoe theory, but now they've simplified it and they've reduced no, 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 the steps no. and they've just made it three. No, the horseshoe theory yes. is that the, the further right you get, the more left you get. I mean, yeah, but it's that it's that the the ends of the political spectrum are more close than they'd like to uh, admit. But I think I don't think that's true. Okay, that's fair. I like the midwit meme because I go through the midwit meme personally for just about every everything in my life oh yeah i called someone midwit the other day not even knowing that it that was the the meme someone mm -hmm. on twitter um who apparently knows who i am but i do not remember who he is i was i was asking him a question because he met, he like posted a uh he posted a pope pius the ninth quote and okay. um it was like against liberalism and i was like liberalism is a heresy sure. yeah and I was like, you understand that like what you consider to be far right is what he was talking about. <laughs> like, li I'm just, I just want you to know that like the, the, yeah, the word liberal, nice. he wasn't like, he wasn't like, oh man, the, the, the gays are getting married. You know, <laughs> like that wasn't, that just wasn't. Imagine, imagine Popeye's and I sitting in his tower going, oh, I'm, those oh, rainbow flags are really getting me Universal <laughs> you know, like it's not. But how? This is me, Popeye tonight. But how are they going to uh, pay for it? Are they going to take it out of my taxes? Uh, right. I don't think so. Yeah, like that—that that, that wasn't Popeye's the tenth was not like we got to make sure that you know people's freedom of speech is being upheld. Uh, <laughs> I I cannot I cannot believe these safe spaces on the university campus. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Man, the popes were better when they were Italian. Anyway, they they really were. This, this is nothing against Pope Francis. I just don't think popes should come from that hemisphere. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know what I saw on Twitter? A Pittsburgh news. No, oh, well, okay. not yet, not yet. I did. This is along the same lines. I saw. You know how at the beginning of focus conferences they have like the like the heart doop, 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 and it's like cool shots at john paul the second yeah like walking around i saw one of john those but i saw one of those but it was made about marcel lefebvre and it, <laughs> <laughs> it was it was kind of bonkers like it was this quote it, honestly it's kind of this rad quote about how like no matter what anybody says like i've got two thousand years of church history behind me and i feel like you just didn't know about the situation, you'd be like, hell yeah, who is this guy? He is he is standing up for the right thing. You'd go, oh, it's Marcel Lefebvre. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> oh, whoops. I was watching this video, and I was, like, getting inspired, and then it, like, showed at the very end who it was, and I was like, ah, oh, dang it. <laughs> I got tricked. It's it, it's funny because that, that in and of itself is a liberal form because it's like, in the marketplace of ideas, I will win because I have 2,000 years of tradition on my side where it's like, 
it, you don't have that. You, that's, that's not what tradition is. Tradition is not something that one person can contain. I mean, that, that's something that I used to say when I was in high school. And it's just not true. You know, I have my, I have my understanding of tradition and, and how it's mm-hmm. been handed on to me. And that's imperfect. For those that don't know, Marcel Lefeb split off from the Catholic Church and ordained uh, bishops illegally after the Pope told him not to after Vatican II because he thought that it was going in the wrong direction. So yes, he, he was very particularly upset about Dignitatis Humanae. If you've heard of SSPX, it's that yes, guy. Yes. Uh, I just, Dignitatis yeah. Humanae was the, was the tongue of the council. It was the, the smallest, smallest organ, but it did the most damage. To quote James. Yikes. Uh... I, I don't know what's wrong with humans having dignity, so you tell me. <laughs> tell me, man. He had a problem uh, with them having religious freedom. Yeah, which. But again, if you if you interpret that, never mind. Now we're not getting into that. We don't. We don't. We're not going to get into it. We can get into another time. We're going to have Marcel on the podcast later this week. And <laughs> <laughs> but I want to get into something that happened on the news. Okay, hold on. So Ethan and I both brought a Pittsburgh news to today's podcast, and I think we may have the same Pittsburgh news. I don't think we do because mine is actually not in Pittsburgh. Oh. <laughs> Cheater. It's not cheating. It just was a news story that I found that was is too perfect. My mine is from Pittsburgh, okay. obviously, and it has yes. to do with Memorial Day weekend. You so, really want to read yours? I can hold mine. If no, you, if no, you no, no, no. No, it's okay. fine. It'll I be just it, as funny a week from now. That's true. I just really think you're gonna like. Okay, fine. We'll like do it. it. Okay. I like. I like being surprised. I don't like I creating know, the I content. Know, I, I like, like making I like you re- laugh. I like making you laugh, and I know the things that make you laugh. And so that's that's fair. And uh, Nick Sharapa said I had a good podcast laugh. You do. It's very. It's robust. <laughs> it's, it's a ro- full bodied laugh. It is a little the, oaky. The, it's got nice legs. <laughs> notes of notes of chocolate. <laughs> All right. Pittsburgh News. Police say a male victim was shot in both legs in an 11th floor apartment on Stanwyck Street. People that live inside there were stunned to hear the news. I can't recall like one single incident besides like an alarm going off or like, you know, like a dog. Getting a potato chip bag stuck on its head. She reportedly suffered a broken arm and lacerations from the deployed airbag. Her parrot was fine. Angel told officials was her arbitrary. I gotta clear some. I gotta boogie. All right, I, I cleared it. Regan going from listening to the podcast to editing the podcast probably knows how many uh, Ethan sniffs we cut out of the cast. Yeah, yeah. One of the greatest heel turns in history. Regan going from listener to, to editor. <laughs> <laughs> um. So this is actually. So I said that it was Pittsburgh news, but this is actually this is. This is local. I st- this is Oklahoma City news. Okay, uh, but this, but the reason I picked it is because famous this- suburb of Pittsburgh, Oklahoma City. Famous <laughs> suburb of Pittsburgh. But I, I think I like the Pittsburgh news segment because I think you could take any news that could, in theory, happen in Pittsburgh, and and put it in this segment. So I local man rolls down the Duquesne incline and falls into the Monongahela. The Allegheny County Police Report. <laughs> <laughs> so the so this could have happened in Pittsburgh. So I'll tell you. <clears throat> Owner thankful after crews rescue horse from Oklahoma City Trench. (laughs) Fire crews worked for nearly two hours Tuesday morning to save a horse (laughs) stuck in an Oklahoma City Trench. (laughs) The horse named Shooter (laughs) is now safe and his owner is happy he's doing okay. My emotions were running pretty wild, and he's been my pal for 16 years, Mark Lowell said. He was born on this place. 
Knowles was doing his morning routine when he saw that Shooter fell into the trench. <laughs> Sorry, he was rising and grinding. <laughs> he was reading a whole book before breakfast and like drinking was, a, drinking two glasses of water and doing. He it. was meditating. <laughs> Knowles was doing his workday startup routine when he saw that Shooter fell into the trench near Northeast 39th Street in Walnut Drive. Quote. I was in the kitchen just taking my meds, doing what I do. <laughs> Salt of the earth, these people. <laughs> and my wife said, Mark, <laughs> Mark, there's a horse over on Lincoln that fell in a hole. Noel said, of course, when I come around, I knew it was him right away. Oh, no. <laughs> a few minutes later, Mark showed up to see that Shooter was out and safe. Everybody chipped in to get him out. I'm thankful. Oklahoma City Fire Department officials said Shooter escaped his corral and made his way into the trench. <laughs> okay, thank you to the to the OCFD for that. Uh, thank you, OCFD. How did the horse get in the trench? Well, he must have got out. I don't know, man. <laughs> he escaped the corral and he he somehow made his way into the trench. It's like when they are they're investigating an arson, you know, uh-huh. the fire department. It's like someone guys, burned this thing down. Oh, we 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 detect that it ha- it started in the kitchen. Due to a faulty fire, uh, the house burned down. <laughs> due to a, uh, a non-intentional flame sparking. Uh, due to the combination of heat, oxygen, and fuel, a fire started. Due to the building's lack of stopping, dropping, and rolling, it did get engulfed <laughs> in flames. And that's, that's all we know. This is the, the fire chief. This was an open trench. When we arrived, the workers on scene advised us the horse was out of the trench. Okay, so when they got there, they didn't even... What's the fire department doing? They're standing around while the horse is just getting himself... When they arrived, the horse got spooked and fell into the trench. (laughs) No, he got back in the trench? Oh, no. (laughs) Imagine being a firefighter, getting called to the scene. fire department. Hey, fire department, there's a horse stuck in the trench. Uh, On our way, show up, the horse. Oh, frick. (laughs) False <laughs> oh the no. Trench. The trench was nearly eight feet deep and muddy. Oh, that's a deep trench. The horse appeared to be standing, but there was a large amount of water in the trench and it began to sink. Oh <gasps> no. Using a rope and the excavator to make stairs, fire and construction crews got shooter out nearly two hours later. It's always a good feeling. That's what we're here for, is to meet the need no matter what the need is. The horse owner and property owner were obviously very thankful for the job that was done. It sounds like you guys did more harm than good, Mr. Chief. Yeah. Uh, Knowles showed Shooter some extra love after the dramatic rescue. He's my baby, and I love him. He's going to get some extra treats. Aww. That's nice. That that horse (laughs) is going to be like, I got to find another trench. I would... (laughs) (laughs) When I first saw this, my first reaction was, how bad of a horse do you have to be (laughs) to not only get stuck in the... Like, what do you have those long... Are you victim blaming right now? What? What do you have those long legs for? Are you victim blaming this horse? If the horse wasn't dressed that way, the the <laughs> if the trench wasn't so open, <laughs> if the, tre- <laughs> the 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 horse has these long legs, right? That's kind of the horse's yeah. thing. Long legs goes fast. Yes, but but when you put the horse in a situation where it can't climb out, it's just kind of this big, stupid, dumb, tall dog. Like it just can't, <laughs> it just can't do anything. Yeah, amazing what what Attila the Hun was able to do. The Mongol Empire, you know, taking yeah. over most of Asia with the horse. Indeed. That, you know, good job. Huge. What, what I'm curious is why didn't everybody just dig trenches to stop <laughs> to stop Attila the Hun from doing what he was or, doing? Or, you know, there's that there's that thing with, like, 
you know ri- riding horses across like the the plains because there's mm-hmm. there's little there's little groundhog gopher holes you know prairie dogs they're like dig little and the, the horse is like it's perfectly sized for a horse's hoof to just fall yes. in and then break the leg that's what you got to do you don't got to dig trenches you got to dig a bunch of tiny actually you know what no trenches filled with water probably trenches pretty good at stopping most land-based creatures indeed i, I think say. that was one of the biggest uh biggest reasons for the moat the moat i was just thinking of the moat mm-hmm. it literally like this horse discovered moats yeah although i think most this horse got transported back to 1153 if, if you were if you remember your 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 you know run of the mill imagine next turn on the adventure castle the moat was very <laughs> what the, i just i just awakened a childhood memory it did. i just <laughs> Wow, I had like a I had like a VHS tape that was yeah. Imagine X that was like a video about the drag. I don't know what it was, but you just <laughs> Imagine X on the adventure. adventure. Imagine X, and they're like wow. they have little like oh they're the trap through the trap at the the yeah. castle. Yeah, we had an Imagine X castle. Anyway, Regan, roll the roll the commercial. Imagine X turns on the adventures. Yeah. And do you dare to enter the Imagine X Dragon World Fortress? You can turn the night to open the gate or release the hidden oh, dragon no. and dispose of unwanted guests. Oh. Dragon World Fortress comes as you see here. Other accessories sold separately. Well, anyway, the Imagine X, your, your run-of-the-mill Imagine X Castle moat, I don't think it would stop uh, a horse. No, it would stop a horse, but it would definitely not stop a trebuchet, which is why they invented the mountain, so that you can put a castle on it. <laughs> That's why they invented <laughs> the mountain. I'm, I'm just real quick going to look up the Imagine X uh, the movie that so th- that was the crazy like i watched that on on vhs probably i don't know how many times imagine is it t- imagine next with a t imagine next yes with a t oh it was by mattel it was definitely a lego uh, a lego uh competitor because they they they've got some batman licensed merch they do they it does say here that they released something for the Dark Knight Rises, which I find like the the Venn diagram there. It's a bit anachronistic in my opinion. It, but. It, well, yeah, DC Super Friends animated series. Um, oh, they got they got they got some Scooby Doo licensed. It appears no, it, it seems hmm. it seems to me like Imagine X is relying exclusively on Warner Brothers properties. Yeah, it's the Burger King of Legos. It's the you know you know <laughs> it's the Burger you know King I mean? of Legos. It's like Burger King, Universal Studios, Pepsi, Imagine Next. It's like the it's like the the not quite Walmart brand, but it it's like you know Cartoon Network in my opinion. That's I know Fortress that's of the Dragon, two thousand and three. This could be it, or maybe I just saw on the toy that I owned an ad for this particular VHS tape. And I always wanted it, but I never got it. So I definitely had an Imagine X castle that had like a tower and, or did my, did my next door neighbor have it? I don't know. Your Imagine next door neighbor? My Imagine next door neighbor. <laughs> oh, here it is. This is the one that I had. I okay. found it. Yeah. It's a Fisher Price Imagine Next medieval castle and it Fisher had a Price little... TM Imagine X TM. <laughs> it's just listing and all these brands. It's it's uh it had like a little dungeon. You could ooh, you could go ooh, into the castle ooh. and you could pull the trap door and, it yeah, would get, and you get you get oh you're in the dungeon. dungeon. Yeah, we gotcha. got him. We got him real yeah. good, boys. How about this? Let's make a billion dollars. Okay. And Easy. let's halfway there. <laughs> Step one. 
Step two, build the Imaginex castle in real life. <laughs> this is a free idea for anybody who wants it. Create a theme park, which is all of the, like, rescue heroes, Imaginex, all the toys we played when we were younger, make them into real life things. And then, but not like, I like, not like, like, not, I don't, I don't want to go to Jurassic Park. Disney World. I don't want to go to, I am describing Disney World, but I want, it's like all the off-brand toys, you know? I want, I want a Tinker Toy ride. <laughs> I would like to go on I the want, Magnetics, I want to go on the Magnetics train. Yeah. yeah. Roblox, I don't know about Roblox. I don't Roblox know is like, Roblox. is like, is like off-brand Minecraft. What huh. was the what was the off brand Lego? Imagine X was not off brand. Connects. Connects. Connects was a different thing. I played with Connects. Connects is off brand Tinker Toys. You're thinking of Power Blocks. I don't know. If, <laughs> I don't. I forget. I'm pretty sure that's the thing that you collect in Lego Star Wars. Playmobil. Playmobil. What's... That's what it is. Yeah. No, but the Lego. There's a different thing. Was it really Playmobil? I think so. I don't know. Man, we're in our late twenties. <laughs> talking about toys that we play guys with will just we sit around young. naming toys from their childhood instead of going to therapy imagine us playing with an Imaginex castle live on this podcast video <laughs> edition donate on patreon if you want to see that in the next three to five years donate on patreon if you want to see us and our faces we feel bad on this podcast for shooter um so sad that shooter fell into the trench happy that shooter got out uh seems like a non-issue yeah. but makes for a great story nonetheless definitely really glad that shooter did not come across any chip bags <laughs> thank you for letting me read my pittsburgh news even though it was in oklahoma city news that's okay i will save mine for next time <laughs> are you ready to talk about this uh article yeah i would love i would love to did you get a chance to read it while i was i did i read the gone? whole thing what did you think you like it because I feel like it hits closer to home for you than it does for me. Yeah. So let's let let's let's paint let's paint our listeners a word picture here. We read a, we would, read something. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we did it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You Take guys ready that. to hear about it? All right. I'll tell you something. So I mean, the the article was from Notre Dame. The title of the article: The Catholic Church Lacks an Imagination for Lay Agency is the name of the article. And I was like, that's not true at all. I can imagine the FBI run by Catholics. <laughs> all right. Not a not a lay agency, Patrick. Uh, lay agency. Oh, uh, what's that? Okay. Uh, I, 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 I live here in this world of lay agency, and I think about this a lot. Yeah. I wrote an article. It's going to be published on America soon. Yeah, yes, like yes. Forever. Yes, but uh, yes. they... They are publishing it, and it's about uh, how Catholics need to evangelize, which is like boilerplate. You say that, and like everyone goes nuts. But it's <laughs> it, I was I was I was doing a little bit of research for it, and I was reading Divine Renovation, and he talks about how hmm. our imagination for lay agency is like, oh, we need to get laity more involved. Let's make them Eucharistic ministers. Let's make them lectors. Let's make them altar servers. You know, it's like just doing doing mass adjacent stuff right involved as the article puts it getting them more involved in parish life yeah if i could if i could remove one word from the lexicon of parish life is involved i said this at a meeting the other day and i got shot down but i i seriously think the word involved should stop being said at parish. what did you say what happened i was like but we have some we have swear words in my office words that you can't say you can't say the word program you're not we That's don't good. we don't have programs, we have ministries. You can't say youth group. It's not a youth group, it's a youth ministry. A people on people on a bus 
are a group of people. Youth ministry is something different. And uh, we don't have CCD. We have family catechesis, etc. Got it. And uh, we don't have teachers. We have catechists. And I want to say, like, we don't get people involved. I don't. I don't want. I don't want. It, I don't want people to get involved. You know, because like the the one of my core team members, she's amazing. She wants to share her faith with people, right? And she's like, I gotta do that by you know being a Eucharistic minister. I gotta do that by getting involved with life teams. Like, no, no, no. You don't have to do that. That's not true. Like, that's not what you have to do. But that's that's the that's the attitude. And I do think she's mm-hmm. called to do youth ministry. She's phenomenal sure. at it. Like, she's yes. one one uh, one one brand of teenager that I'm very bad at ministering to is the girl. S- no, <laughs> okay, I'm great at ministering to. I was a theater kid. Are you kidding me? Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> I play great with the ladies. Come on. Yeah, I, I've had to get better at, at hanging out with sport boy. Um, sure, but the the. The teen that I find it sometimes difficult to talk to is the standoffish girl who does not want to talk to me because I'm uh, an overbearing personality. Yeah. I'm a bit you, much, as they say. I'm going to say something that will surprise no one, but that was always the girl I had a crush on in high school. Was, <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> the standoffish girl that just like, she didn't laugh at any of my jokes, didn't think it was funny, but I just had to, I was like, then it was became a point of pride where, you know, it's like, come on, you're going to like me. You're going to, you're going to. And in the process of this, I'm going to become emotionally attached to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no, that's for when when one of those girls shows up to to life scene, I just go, Jonah, and Jonah just <laughs> just talks to her, and she you can talk to anyone need, and and make them feel welcome. It's great. You always need a, a young hip female core team member who has like gauges and a nose ring that can just like maybe not gauges and a nose ring, but maybe gauges and a nose <laughs> ring that like can just be like, isn't this whole thing kind of like crazy? You know, and then the girl's like, yeah. Yeah, I was saying the and then they, same thing. And then they get coffee and she's like, she just gets me. Like, I didn't have a relationship with God before, but she showed me like I could. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden that girl becomes a focus missionary. Amazing. Exactly. Yes. But anyway. So we were talking about something else. Getting involved. <laughs> getting involved is the, is the marker, right? When I was, when I was a youth minister at Holy Spirit, someone would point out a kid and be like, you should get them involved in youth group. They're very involved. Yes. We've talked about this. Yes. And that's kind of the vibe of this article that I'm getting. It's like, Mm -hmm. we need to stop Mm -hmm. making people involved Mm -hmm. and make them out involved. Like the, (laughs) the, the lady, the lady can get into the cracks of the world, right? Like they can, they can go to places where, um, they can go to places where uh, where the average Catholic can, the average Catholic worker can't, mm-hmm. and they can they can be the salt of the earth, as it, as it says. But go ahead, go. What were you gonna say? <laughs> you you I, had like I, a you took a breath. Oh, I'm always breathing. But <laughs> the <laughs> big fan. Be, yeah, huge. Love his earlier stuff, but um, <laughs> this article articulated. Ethan's problem, which is why I liked it and why I've sent it to like 10 people today. (laughs) Because I had this problem when I was in focus. I had this, I've had this issue with various ministries as like a layperson in the world that has gone on retreats at his parish and was involved in things in high school uh, and involved in things at the college level. I was on like leadership team for college ministry. Like I've kind of been involved at in ministry and all these different levels in a bunch of different roles from being non-involved 
receiving person to being like actively a church worker. What I see is we get a lot of material that is created by people who exist in a world where they are used to receiving their faith formation via material that is created by an organization similar to the one that they themselves work in. Yes. And so what it does is it creates this incestuous uh, world. You could talk, you could say echo chamber. (laughs) You could say wagon circle. You could have said, sorry, I'm not a writer. I don't, I don't don't know any words. Apparently, you know, the word incestuous. One time I probably have told this on the podcast before I came back from Easter mass. I was talking to my grandma. She asked, how was mass? I said, there was too much incest because I, but I was, there was actually too much incense. I see. And I said this to my 75-year-old grandmother, and she was laughing. I was the most embarrassed I think I've ever been <laughs> in my life, because I was like 13, just like right on the edge where like you don't want your grandma to know that you know certain things. Sure, yeah. You know? Anyway, so wagon wheel or whatever it is that you said. Um, <laughs> hey, Mama Rock me. <laughs> hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. The This is my issue is that when I was a focus missionary, I love focus. I think they do some of the greatest work in evangelization in the whole church right now. So this is not, it's not a dig. This was my experience. My experience was I would be handed these things, discipleship articles, Bible studies, instructions on what to do, right? You have to have this many Bible studies and this many people who need to be meeting all these things that felt like it was designed by someone who is used to living in a church world. And this is kind of the phrase that he uses in the article. Like, okay, I, if, if everybody that I interacted with was a, you know, little bit warmer than lukewarm to blazing hot Catholic who understood the faith and accepted all of its tenets and desired to orient their life around Jesus. Yeah, I could do everything you're asking me. I could have all these Bible studies fill and I could present all these, all of this information to all of these people and they would receive it. And I would have to, you know, slow down with some people and, and walk with them a bit more intentionally, sure, yeah. but they would, they would all get it. They want to all, learn though. So it's fine. They, right. They, they do want to learn and they're coming to all the things that I put on and you know they'll all kind of get a get a high call and an invitation to be co-missionary with me like a co-mission uh they'll all kind of get that you know in the same amount of time frame because they'll they'll just get the right formation and they'll be ready to go and we can all start doing it with them and then we can repeat the process right and then ideally they know a whole bunch of warmer than lukewarm to blazing hot people that they can then repeat of course it's the great pyramid scheme of focus it it is and multi-level missionary <laughs> hey, I'm not knocking it. I'm not either. Tw- Seventeen thousand people at a conference doesn't lie, man. All right, the Holy Spirit can work through a multi-level marketing scheme. Absolutely. By the way, have you ever heard of essential oils, Ethan? I got to tell you, they changed my life. I have boy, I gotta, do I have I, a deal for you. <laughs> boy, I got a bridge with oil on it that I want to sell you. It's <laughs> it was made by an Eskimo uh, or whatever. Did you know that if Eskimos that have case, twenty-six words for essential oils? <laughs> <laughs> We're never going to get through this article. <laughs> it's stupid stuff. I love it though. I this is how I prefer to talk about things. 
but the so what I proposed was a hypothetical. All of the things that I was instructed to do would work if that was the situation. But the reality is a lot of my time would be talking to a member of a particular sports team the morning after they got hammered and trying to talk to them about, you know, when the next time they could go to confession and like trying to convince them to go to confession and then just saying, I, I mean, I don't really know, like probably not, but like, I'll see you at Bible study on Tuesday, you know? And like people are much more complex yes, than indeed. the material and the content. And, um, and so oftentimes I was seen as a renegade or a difficult person to work with because my whole life, it's like, I understand this. I've been formed. I listen to Catholic podcasts. I listen to talks. I like read these books. I get it. Like I like it. I enjoy it. And so I have a foot in that world where Big I fan. understand. Make one, you know. I, yeah. I, I understand where they're coming from. But then I would have this other foot in this other world where like all of the people that I'm working with and all the people that I know do not give a rat's ass about any of the stuff that you guys are making or saying. And you guys are telling me that I have to just pass it along, that it's just this, and this is how we do it. Yeah. And I think this article gets to that. I make the thing, where, you yes, send it to people. You send the thing. And I get that part of my job, and everybody who works at Focus would also say this, right? I'm not saying, what they would say is, well, it's your job to take it and then fashion it to each individual situation. Mm-hmm. Fair, right? Totally, totally in on doing that. The problem was that the metrics were measured based on how well people responded to to the original thing right there was no metric for yeah this person took in five percent of what i shared with them because that's all the capacity that they have to receive and they kind of said yes to a gospel presentation but you know who know like they're they're still growing in virtue right there's no way to measure someone who's not along the the perfect clear path so the problem is is that we have all these people that are in church work that see the whole world as just why don't people receive the things in the same way that I receive them? Right? Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> that's not how and it works. It's yeah. not how it works. But that's I think that's a source of the frustration that we're experiencing as lay people who we see what's being offered at the parish level and saying, like, no one's going to want to go to that. Like, you're not. That's why young adult ministry is really hard. That's why like faith formation for adults is just not going well. That's why our baptismal numbers are so low for adults because everything that's on offer was made by people who studied theology under theology professors who were training people to teach theology to people who wanted to learn how to teach theology. And there's not like, there's this disconnect. There's this gap of experience is what he calls it in the article between people who have the formation and average Joe businessman who has three kids and goes to mass every Sunday and knows that it's the right thing to do, but doesn't really, yeah, you know, have anything more to him. Um, and that's that's why I'm I get so angsty about yeah. the whole thing. There's there's this, there's this youth minister that I know. She's a grandma, full time youth minister. She is a uh, middle school, high school, young adult ministry confirmation person. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. She does it all. Ministry incredibly successfully. She was like, I'm not a theology person. I didn't get a degree. I don't want one. Um, she's not a, she's not even, she can't be called a director or coordinator of youth ministry because she does not have a bachelor's or master's degree in theology, according to the Diocese of Pittsburgh. 
but she's running circles. She took a she took a, retru- a confirmation retreat to. I ran her confirmation retreat. That's how I, I got in touch with her. Her her kids were th- great. That, that that's that's the that's the churchy culture is like because you have this degree, you must at mm-hmm. least know best practices and know theology, and you can answer right. you can answer why the church doesn't bless same sex unions. That's the most important thing for you. Um. Anyway, I. I think, I think that. Um, oh boy. Here's my here was my one my one qualm with the article. I can qualm all I you want. Can qualm. Uh, it it's not about understanding the secular world so that we can evangelize the secular world. Fine if you want to mm-hmm. evangelize the secular world, whatever. Like if you want to watch. If you want to watch Euphoria on VidAngel so that you can understand the secular world, I would have questions, but fine. To be fair, I don't think no, that's no, no, what no, the no, article is advocating. Is 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 an understanding of the secular world? Sure, but it was like it was like have interests that are outside of church world. And I was like, fine, like that. Yes, that is that is something that you need to do. Um, but sure. I think it's also like make those spaces Catholic. Make those spaces part of church world, not church world in the strict sense of yes. We watch, we listen to Pints with Aquinas, and we all stand Bishop Barron. And I watch the two seasons of The Chosen over, over and, and over, over again. and over again. And then when I get bored, I watch The Mass of the oh, Ages, and then I switch back. <laughs> I'm kidding, um, but it's sanctifying yes, the temporal the order, right? That's the this is the point. And I what I think is pertinent here is his point that a lot for a lot of people who work for the church or who are in these circles, a lot of their hobbies and entertainment and these things are just yes. Catholic or Christian. The only people they follow on social media, the only things that they watch, the mm-hmm. only things that they listen to. Like, oh, I can't listen to that podcast because it has has swears in it you know or whatever right and it led to this is and i, and I don't think that's the particular problem what i think probably is the very next line that he says in the article is that this leads to a contemptuous moondy Contem- and a, a contempt of the, of the world. world yeah yeah and like i have felt that like be, working as a missionary i felt that like mm-hmm. i was con- had contempt towards my students interests and like what they cared about and what they did and i thought i was better than them a lot of the time. Ah, uh, yeah, that's the problem. I think you can hate things. I think you can hate things, but I don't think you can hate things just because they are of the world. Sure. Say more. The world exists and it's real. Therefore, some of it must be good. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. So I don't hate this podcast because it has swears in it. I hate the swears in the podcast. Love the podcast, hate the swears. <laughs> I I mean I I am a I am a I am a, a a staunch proponent of um everything that is evil comes from the world everything that is good belongs to the church inherently yes because the I think Lord created it and gave it to her I'm so, a staunch proponent of a lot of things that are good that we can experience are in the world also I see so the parts of a bam bam that are funny and uplifting are good and belong and, and 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 belong to the church. By her nature, because she belongs, she owns all good things. Every good and perfect gift comes from God, and God established her. And the swears are from Satan, and we must hate them. Hey, Emma, did you hear that the church owns you? Because it owns all good and perfect things? <laughs> 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 You're really going to be every good and perfect gift without me? 
<laughs> Unless. Um, <laughs> I was thinking more so like, although it is right and just to hate football, <laughs> we can't yeah. we can't just write off all sports, all movies, all music, all these things mm-hmm. that dominate the culture, the culture, I don't even want to call that, that dominate the entertainment industry in America. Um, the monoculture. Just because of what they are. And, it, and it's easy as a person who's an involved Catholic to do that. But the problem is, is that when you encounter somebody who is who is just Joe Average, who is yeah. sitting in your pews, that this is the other the other thing that that I thought was really interesting, and I, I pulled out some of these quotes. Seeing this example of the lay vocation, right? So so the average person who sees quote unquote involved lay people who to them are are like the shining examples of holiness in the church, right? The average Catholic's impression of what it means to be holy is the church lady praying rosary or like the youth minister who's super involved or the person who does the EMHC or the lector, like that's their idea of like, Oh, that person is so involved. They must be so holy. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's his argument. He says, quote, seeing this example of the lay vocation, many lay people in the pews, the many lay people in the pews that do not feel attracted to parish involvement conclude that faith is simply not relevant or helpful to their daily lives in the world. Or it's not possible. Yes. Like what, like, what's the point of this? If like, if all yeah. these people just just hate all the things that I like mm-hmm. and do a whole bunch of stuff that I'm not interested in doing, wh- where's all this coming from? Father James Mallon, who wrote Divine Renovation, talks about Neopelagianism and Jansenism as the two big heresies in the Catholic Church now. And when we, we were reading this, we're reading Divine Renovation as a staff. Awesome. And it's my favorite. Every every month we sit down and we have a conversation about church, about like how to build a good church. And I'm just like so excited. And everyone's, I went downstairs and, and someone was like, Patrick, can you explain this to us? Like, what is Neopelagianism? I'm glad you asked. I was like, I came down here so that I could answer that question, actually, because I, yes. I was the reading. The only reason I got up today was so I could explain something to someone. Seriously, I read the book and I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, this is not going to be a productive conversation because people see words like that and they're just tuning out. And so Neopelagianism is the I can save myself and Jansenism is the I have no hope of salvation. That's a great way to just dumb it down. And I think the people who are not in church world believe the second thing. The people who are in church world believe the first thing, by and large. Yeah, that's a good, good. By and large, the people who are in church world are like, I'm good because I do all the things. I've hit the bare minimum, so I'm saved. That's Neopelagianism. The people who are outside of church world are like the, I just, I'm just not a church person. You know, like- I just, I'm not, I'm not religious, you know, I'm, I'm just not, I'm not like, that's, I'm not a church person, you know, I, I'm just, I, I, I'm, I like it, but I, I like the idea of it, but like, I'm just not religious. And that's, that's how a lot of my, a lot of the teens that I meet are, they're like, I just don't go to church and they consider life teen going to church. They consider mm-hmm. being on a church campus, going to church. Mm-hmm. And so I try to impress upon my kids like, Hey, I, I can't reach all of the kids. I can go to baseball games and I do. Um, I can, I can go to baseball games. I can go to football games and I can talk to teenagers. But in the, at the end of the day, uh, you have access to all of these people who need the gospel. And I end every Mm -hmm. talk that I give at, at edge with like, imagine if Jesus went to your school, spoiler alert, he's you, you're supposed to be Jesus at your school and everyone, everyone needs the Lord. And so if you have him, you have a responsibility to give him. If you don't have him, look for someone who does. Because I'm not going to assume everyone here loves Jesus. Not at a middle school youth ministry. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's changed the way that I view youth ministry because mm-hmm. I'm not mm-hmm. the one who does it. Yeah. 
primarily, you know, certainly not. And so part of that is like, why do I even have this job? But anyway, (laughs) yeah, we can get into the necessity of you making an income for doing what you do another time. Oh my gosh. I just preferably with your boss present because we need to review. I did see a guy get fired the other day. It was kind of crazy. Oh, really? Whoa. Well, well, I went to a coffee shop and I was just sitting oh, there no, that's drinking sucks. coffee. Manager comes out, sits down, opens up the laptop, and I'm like, oh, frick, I'm about to see something go down because manager doesn't open the laptop unless there's something. Wait, happening. the manager of the coffee shop? Yeah. Sits down with this dude, and I don't really understand what's going on. I think I was like, well, they were just have a meeting. I don't know what they're talking. It's like a bakery. It's like coffee shop bakery. So I was like, maybe he messed up some biscuits or something. I don't know. <laughs> and he just, I hear him say, like, it's time for us to move on. And I was like, oh, frick. Like, I was six feet away how do you get fired from a bakery i that's what i was trying to figure out i was like trying to like watch and listen but like i think they could tell i was watching because they like lowered their voices and so but i heard the guy say like do you have any feedback for the next job and i'm like dude probably just bake better like probably just get good at baking oh won't get fired next time but it was kind of sad because he looked sad the manager looks like everybody looks sad oh no one wanted that to happen it wasn't like it wasn't like a hey we found out that you've been swiping you know yeah, maybe it was he was a cookie thief. But it was kind of circle of life because after that dude left, a like perky like high school girl came in and it was very clearly her first day and she was filling out all the forms. She was super excited. So I was like, well, you know, life moves on. You, you know, know you it really does. Out with the old in with the I, new. I don't I don't answer that. I get I get I get mail all the time that's like, hey Oh, do you? I get mail all the time from local business that are like, Hey, do your kids, do your teens want a job? And I'm like, get get <laughs> Give a job to a person who has a family and needs health insurance. Don't don't do none of this. This will pay the kids two dollars an hour because they they don't know any better. It's ridiculous. Uh, yeah. Kids don't need to work at Dunkin' Donuts. Oh my gosh. Anyway, yeah. sorry. The only other thing I'll say on this is, I had an experience recently. I went on a retreat with my parish, and I was the youngest man there. By <laughs> By seven years, and then that guy was the youngest man there by probably another five years. So it was uh, everybody there had kids. All their kids went to the same parish school. They all knew each other. Some of them worked together. Like it was just very much uh, an in group kind of a thing. It was I, quite the social experience. Yeah. Um, I have an immediate distaste when you say parish school. I was like, ah, ugh. I yeah, you haven't seen this one. Um, Is it good? It's, it's 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 a really good school. Great, but there there are certainly cultural things that are still being worked out sure it's a great parish Fine. they're on the right they're on the right trajectory yeah there's there's good things happening um if you looked at it quickly you'd be like Ugh. but when you start to actually <laughs> yeah. get to know it you're like okay this, there's good things happening here but the a lot of these conversations like at lunch and you know with all the meals in between all the talks a lot of it was about these guys like their work and like what they do and there are a lot of them are in the oil and gas business like here in oklahoma city and so like having a crazy what Biden's doing, right, guys? I was just for the oil prices. I can't up believe there. he turned off the oil. Could you? Could you? Could I have a question for you, Mister? You work for the oil business. Could you not simply just change the numbers on the billboard and make them smaller? <laughs> can you? Is that? Can you just print work? more oil? Like, <laughs> what if we printed more a, money and made the oil cheaper? I talked to a guy today who's moving in in the office across the the way from us in our building. And I said, hey, oh, it's cool. We're moving in. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're moving. I was like, what kind of business do you guys do? He said, we're a, a digital marketplace for oil and gas. I was like, you're telling me I could buy oil online? He said, yeah. And I was like, wait, I, I was joking. And now you're serious. <laughs> does, it, does, it come with two day, I think does it come with two-day shipping? <laughs> I, 
I'm pretty sure it's like a commodities thing. Oh. Like you buy and trade shares of a I don't I don't know how the oil Sounds industry fake. works. Someone who has a PhD in oil, please write in. But <laughs> what I was trying to say is that having base level knowledge about business and industry and what's going on in the world gave me gave me an inroad. I didn't even have to know that much, right? Sure. Yeah. But it gave me an inroad to talking to these guys to the point where now I could probably text ten of them. And just say, hey, let's get a beer next week. And like, let's talk about what's going on with your family and all these things. Hey, just got and back like, from the pump. I got a few words to say to you guys. <laughs> I got some I got some questions about these prices. $50 uh, for a tank of gas? You're telling me that this is all because of Putin's price hike? <laughs> I got to say, I don't believe none of it. None of it at all. Yesterday, it was $3.97. Today, it's $4.07. You tell me where that 10 cents comes from. Because as far as I know... Nothing's changed. You're telling me a deep sea drilled this? Okay. <laughs> You're telling me there's 10% Ethan in this oil? <laughs> Guy who pronounces ethanol, ethanol, and it's like... Ethanol. Ethan oil. Ethanol. <laughs> Ethan oil. Ten, now, now with 10% Ethan. <laughs> I do that every time I go to the gas pump with them. I say, look. It's I, like, me. Point at it's, it. me. it's me. I'm, I'm in the gas. Do they abbreviate it to Ethan? <laughs> Sometimes I usually just cover it up with my hand and I just say, look. I mean, <laughs> well, <a> <laughs> check that out. Crazy. <laughs> Welcome to the pump. Uh, it's your boy, Ethan. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not saying anything new. Like, obviously, we know if you have a connection with someone, it'll be easier to, to talk about the gospel with them. But I'm just saying... If you work in the church, if you're involved in this Catholic bubble that we've kind of created, this wagon wheel that Patrick has said that I should use instead of the other word, um, <laughs> the we live in this kind of unconsciously because it's easy and it's safe and it's and we well safe is probably the right word because there's so much out there that's harmful and yeah. it's dangerous. So I'm not going to blame anybody for living in this world because everything out there is nuts. But at least having an openness to the things of the world so that when someone brings something up, you don't like make a face unconsciously, yeah. right? Because there are so many people out there who think that it's impossible, totally impossible for them to have a relationship with Jesus because everyone they meet turns their nose up at them. Everybody. Because they think that yeah. they've attained some kind of spiritual enlightenment that's so much better than this dude whose kids play in the sports league and who watches football on Sundays and who... X, Y, Z, right? Like we just, we assume that we're better because we, because I, well, I read the church fathers, you know, or like whatever the thing is, <laughs> They're currently you know? all in a box in my office. So yeah, mine are, I have, mine are down there and I haven't, I haven't read them, but I have the books. So that <laughs> hey, makes me holy. It makes my office um, look cool. In a box. It, so get, I just want us to get over that yeah. because our, our, that's where we belong. Like that's where lay people belong is actually in the world. Like if you yeah. are not a priest, if you're not a religious, you belong, even priests do. If you are not a religious, you belong in the world. And that means you need to be concerned with the things of the world. Because the world have, is supposed to be Catholic though. I think that like. Yes. Yeah. It's not be in the world for the world's sake, but yeah. be in the world because you have to sanctify it. And can mm -hmm. you sanctify something you don't love? No. Can you sanctify something? Can you, can you evangelize to somebody Yes. Or a situation where you you don't you aren't willing to fully enter in if you're holding part of yourself back. Sure, you can't. Mm -hmm. You can't. The church so, bubble. The church bubble is accepting the modern idea that the church is just some separate private realm. Right. I think it's really hard to break out of that mentality because we're like, this is what defines a church person, 
and they're mm-hmm. like that and then bowling people are like this and freemasons are like this you know we have this bowling like people. bowling people um bowling people are just a different genre of freemasons <laughs> <laughs> we but we don't realize that we don't we don't think about like the 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 church is not the church is not one lifestyle among many it's an alternate worldview and it must win it will win it it has one it has one the you can't evangelize what you don't love. And that, I think that's another reason why so many people are so focused on, well, we got to, like, you even talk about this to people who are about, oh, we got to build up the church. We got to evangelize the, re-evangelize the people in the pews. We got to do, it's like, okay, easy to do that because you love the church and you love the institutional church and you want it to flourish and you want to be a part of something that's successful. So of course you're going to turn your attention to the people who are already there because that's easy. You already love this. But can you turn your attention to the LGBT group? Right. Especially during Pride Month. Can you turn your attention to all of the restaurants that put up the pride flags? Can you walk in there? Can you sanctify that? Or are you going to say, well, I just can't, I can't be. I just, and you're going to culture throw a, war. I'm going to go listen to the Daily You're going to throw a big hissy fit because because you can't find it deep down yeah. in your soul. The ability to love something that you find disagreeable, or reprehensible. And like, that's not what Jesus does at all. And like that, when I was reading this, I was just like, man. We just we just created a little encla- like a digital and social enclave for ourselves since the '90s in the Catholic world because we just have it in our minds that like we can't we can't leave this because it's just so unsafe. It is unsafe. That's why you gotta be brave. Dig, you dig gotta, in your dig in your heels and manage, manage the decline. Yeah, I mean, I feel that I feel that a lot with like the the. Um, I mean, some of the people in the pews just haven't been taught. I think that's true. Yeah. But in reality, it's a lot of a lot of a lot of people in the pews just haven't accepted the wedding invitation. And so it's like, all right, throw open the doors, go get other people. Yep. I think that's good. Thank you for engaging with me on this. Of course. I think you have a a lot of salient points as usual. They're full of salt water. Salient, not salient. Ah, I see. (laughs) What's soylent? It's people. Soylent green. Believe it or not. Oh, is it? Yeah. I don't I, never, I don't know if salient is a word. Never saw the movie. Yeah, I don't either. Never watched the book, never read the movie. You ready for uh Patriot of the Week? I think it's about climate change. Yeah, let's do it. Is it? If Ethan and Patrick hadn't been full of naivete in college, they wouldn't have started this podcast. If they didn't have people supporting them on Patreon, this podcast would have stopped making sense a long time ago. Because of those patrons, you now get to listen to the best Catholic comedy podcast in existence. This is Patron of the Week. For those listeners with a fighting spirit. Thank you to all of our patrons. Without our patrons, none of this would be possible. So, thanks guys. It'd just be us screaming... Into, into the void. void. <laughs> uh, so we started. We want to. We want to say thank you to our patrons. We want to shout you guys out on the cast, especially the good-looking ones. Especially the good-looking ones. Hold on. How many of them? Oh, look! All of them are good-looking ones. This patron is on the Discord. Follows me on Twitter and is an all-around great person. Shout out, Rachel Bright. Shout out, Rachel Bright. Thank you for contributing to the podcast and and saying hey. I think this podcast is worth a dollar an episode. Money. I think this I think it's worth a dollar episode. Um, if you are like Rachel and you say, you know what? 
If you know what? I think this podcast is worth a dollar an episode. You can go to I've Patreon. I've been enriched. I've been enriched. You can go to patreon.com slash the crunch. Five bucks a month is a dollar an episode. Just about a dollar an episode. So if you don't think that or you can't afford it right now, that's totally okay. I get it. I too have been in a situation where I can't pay extra for things. Let me tell you something, Patrick. You know what Joe Biden's doing? He's not bringing down the cost of gas. No. But you know what he is doing? Bringing down the cost he's, of being our patron. <laughs> he's bringing down the cost of being our patron. So if you want to be a patron in Canada, for- Canada, in which case it's a little more expensive to be our patron. For the price of one gallon of gas, you may support us. <laughs> for the price of one venti Starbucks Frappuccino, you can- For the price of one Subway $5 foot long. They don't do that anymore. Oh. I know, right? For the price of one One hour later, for the price of one five dollar bill, Patreon (laughs) subscription to the crunch, you could be a patron patron. of our podcast. And you do get things now. It's crazy. Uh, You get you get bonus podcasts when we release them, which is much more often. The crunch lunch. How was the crunch lunch? The crunch lunch was so good. I I did a crunch lunch. uh, Ethan did did one before this a couple weeks ago. I did a crunch lunch last week with Regan and with Ben Eastman. It was very fun. We talked about being a father. Uh, all of us collectively one father um we are three persons but we are one no i'm just kidding uh we we it's talked weird. about we talked about being a father fathers it was great uh we are going to do more crunch lunches with me and ethan are going to do a crunch lunch one of yeah these days. maybe one day who knows and uh you can if you want to go to a crunch lunch and they're open to anybody you can as long open as you're there on discord when we record it but then the patrons see they can listen to a crunch lunch whenever they want anytime there may and this is a little seed a little seedling mm-hmm if you're not on the Discord, get on there because there might be some special perks for being on the Discord here in the next couple weeks. Oh so, yeah, 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 yeah. There might be there might be a limited what, edition when, thing that you can only. When I say get couple weeks, I mean one to two years. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think a limited edition that would be great. Yeah. I don't know if I could maintain. I think limited edition. We did maybe like fifty, or is that too many? Fifty. That might be too many. Yeah. 25 if we could if we could do them if we could do them drop shipped that would be yeah oh i just gave it away it's a physical item oh my gosh but they i I know it (laughs) oh lord we're selling nfts (laughs) (laughs) oh man that would be really funny to do it to do it this late in the game (laughs) (laughs) uh this is good sign up on patreon five dollars a month please support us we need it. Do it for the babies. Uh, Patrick, do we have a Dr. Ethan's Dating Corner? We do indeed, but we have to do a review first. If you can't oh, if you can't support us on Patreon sorry. or you don't think it's worth it, that's fine. Go you over and give us a five-star review. review. Give us a five-star review. It helps more than you think. A bunch of people have been doing it now that we've been telling people to do it more often. We've had so many. So many. It, it really honestly helps. Like You don't think it does, but it does. Like but people, it does. The first thing people do when they find a new podcast generally is they go down to the reviews, they check how often it's been reviewed and how recent. And the reason why we blew up so quickly in the beginning was because everyone was reviewing. But we have yes. it in the past. So... We haven't been doing that recently, so if you want to help us, go unreview and re-review, baby. Like you can do yeah. that. Create a new account, leave a dummy review, create a bot that leaves oh, it's reviews. It's so hard to create another iCloud account, though. I don't even know. I feel I feel like I'm registered. I feel like I'm trying to get another social security number when I get an iCloud. If you account. can purchase gold in World of Warcraft, you can figure out a way to to create more iCloud. I can accounts. do neither of those things, so. I can't either, but I know there's people out there that can't. I remember the first time I ever tried to buy music on iTunes, I was blown away that my dad had an at iCloud email. I was like, how did you figure out how to get that? When I was talking, my dad, when I was young, 
this is crazy. Again, we're doing the late twenties thing. Yeah. But when I was young, I was talking to my dad. I was like, Dad, I want music. Like, I want. He's like, Well, you either have to buy a CD or you can buy an MP3 for ninety nine cents. And obviously, he was talking about iTunes, right? This is in like two thousand six, probably. Sure. But I thought, dumb idiot Ethan, I thought you'd like walk into a blockbuster <laughs> and it. And there would just be like a rack of MP3s yeah. and you'd like pick the ones you want and you'd pay 99, 99 cents, cents for each of them yeah. and then you'd bring them home and then you would load them onto your computer. I thought they were little like gray, like a flash drive you sure. know, is what I thought an MP3 was. But it turns out way off. Way off on that one. I've told so, you this before. My dad taught me what a hashtag was. Oh, wow. My dad, my dad was on Twitter before me. He taught me what Twitter was. He took me my, to a tweet up. Yeah. <laughs> That was safe back that then. That was safe back then. I mean, now it's... you go to a tweet up, you'll end up on a list somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This one, uh, this one comes from Yugi Ash One. I think he's also on the Discord. Nice. Intellectual comedians. I picked this oh. one for a reason. Been listening for many years, <laughs> and I can say that the show has evolved in its quality of content as well as presentation of said content. Thank you. It's engaging, it's funny, and it always leaves me wanting to learn more about what was being talked about. Love it. Thanks so much, Yugi Ash. Love your cartoons. Uh, name an intellectual comedian out there. Oh, Ricky Gervais is like actually really smart because he's like like the British just have a different kind of comedy that we just can't get. Also, he's a he's a hardcore atheist, and I like that. I'm sorry. What was his name? Ricky Gervais. Don't know him. Unfamiliar. Unfamiliar. Who's your favorite I, intellectual comedian? He's he's looking at me. Wow. He's on the screen right now. It's you, yeah. isn't it? it oh. Hey. Hey buddy. Sweet. Bottom bottom right corner. <laughs> Look down at the bottom right corner. <laughs> I yeah, I haven't heard of that guy. I only know about Patrick and, and Ethan. <laughs> that was the that was the that was the biggest compliment Regan ever gave me. It was like the only post liberal thinker I know is Pat Nevy. I was like, jeez, man. <laughs> Dang, put that up put that uh, plaque. I keep on that one wall. in the back of my brain every time I feel bad about yes. myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, dive through the Let's go. <laughs> I'm ready. You came to the right place, you ding dong. It's called communication, baby. <laughs> Welcome to Three of the Zadie Quarter, sponsored by pseudonyms. Um, this one's <laughs> name, this guy's name is pseudonym, and he says he wants to remain anonymous. I don't understand why his name is a pseudonym. He's really covering his bases there. Really covers bases. I do not know if it's a guy. No, it's definitely a guy. Yeah, it is a guy. Who else? Would a girl do that? Pseudonym is obviously a boy's name. Um, <laughs> I'm interested in a girl, but not. You can't tell anymore. It's 2022. So <laughs> I'm interested in a girl, but not sure that asking her out is the right move. Ooh. I'm a 20 year old guy who just finished his sophomore year of college. I'll be at my college all summer as an intern. I also have anxiety, so I overthink everything. Ooh. And I've only been on dates with four women ever, and two of those were blind dates. So I'm really inexperienced at reading cues. There's a pretty high percentage of dating blind girls. Like, I just don't... Uh, it's 50%. That's, that's major league, baby. <laughs> <laughs> depends on if, what you're looking for, but, I mean, they're not looking for anything, so don't worry about oh, it. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you're just like, I'm not looking for anything serious, and she's like, I'm not looking for anything. I'm not looking for anything at all. <laughs> About a month ago, I reconnected uh, by chance with an acquaintance. 20, just finished her junior year. Ah, older women. Oh. We went to a movie and had a really fun conversation on the ride to and from. It wasn't a date. No. Okay. Pseudo. Neither is in and out, but. Yeah. <laughs> Pseudonym, pseudo date. 
It wasn't a date. I just didn't want to go to the theater alone. And I knew it was the kind of movie she'd enjoy. But after hitting it off, I started to develop feelings pretty quick. And I wanted to get to know her better. Since then, we've studied together quite a few times, both one-on-one and with other friends. We haven't talked much. She seems very quiet and reserved. She's hugged me quite a few times. Crazy. And she's also complimented me and thanked me for reaching out to her. But from okay. what I can tell, she's a generally affectionate person and does that with all of her friends. She's almost never... You can't see this because I'm packing up all of my stuff because I know this is going to be... I'm going home early today. Really? You know? Like you, it's, This is a visual bit, but you can't see oh, okay. it. Okay. It's very yeah. funny, guys. <laughs> She almost is, she's almost never the one to reach out, but she's always happy to join in when I suggest doing something. Feeling convicted by recent Dr. Ethan's Dating Corner segments, I decided I should ask her out. Let's go. Let's go. We went for a walk together. Our conversation (laughs) was kind of awkward, unlike when we went to the movie. And I had every intention of asking her out at the end of the walk, but I chickened out and did it. No. You were so close. Oh, my God. Oh, it hurts, but I get it, man. I get it. I've been there. It was right there. I get it. You drove the ball to the hoop. She lives locally, and since I'm here all summer, I've got time. Listen, no, you don't. You (laughs) don't have time. Summer goes quick. Phineas and Ferb lied to us. Okay, you. There's not there's 104 not days. days. You can't. You can't listen. She knew that you were gonna ask her. <laughs> that's, that's that's what I always. That's my contribution. Like the girl knows yeah. everything. Always she assumes knows she knows every, everything. She's always so and smart. she because you didn't ask her out. She's like, oh, he must not like me. <sighs> don't don't feel urgent. Don't feel you do have like you do have like a couple of days. Anyway. <laughs> Here's the problem. I almost, yeah. my wife almost moved on, but a friend of hers was like, no, Patrick likes you. Don't. <laughs> she almost like moved away. Moved on from me. She's like, oh, I guess he doesn't like me because he hasn't asked me out yet. What? I don't understand. Time out from this guy's question. I don't understand the idea of moving on because every, like now that I'm married, obviously everything's different and all the things are off the table. But like when you're, when you're in high school and college, any girl that I ever liked Unless she turned out to be like crazy. <laughs> and even then, <laughs> I I still would have gone out with her at any point. Anytime. Through, yeah. Uh, up, up until the point when I started dating my current wife. Girls are you different. Know? That, that, which is nuts. How can you just, oh, I'm, I've just decided that he's not attractive or funny or handsome or anything. Like, oh, <laughs> what? What do you mean? Some girls can do it, man. I don't know what to tell you. That's nuts. I know. It's okay. crazy. So imagine well, maybe choosing, Phoebe would have been like Imagine that. choosing to be attracted. It's just so it's just so funny to me. It's like a scene where they're like running through the airport terminal trying to like stop her, but it's really just like mm-hmm. Phoebe's just walking on campus, you know, and you just find her like don't move on. She's like I just I was just about I to was move about on. about to. Oh my gosh. I was just about to decide to irrevocably revoke any feelings for this person. I just don't I just don't understand. Continue with the question because we got to figure This is we we're, we're way off base here. Here's the problem. Yeah, tell us the problem. <laughs> I doubt our long-term compatibility. Oh. She seems like a wonderful person. I'm not sure she's my type, though. As oh. such, is it smart to ask her out in the first place? There's been an yes. absolute flood of people pairing up in the last few months of my school. And I want to be sure that I'm not doing something dumb to keep up with the crowd slash using her as an emotional crush because I am a bit lonely. Thanks for the advice. Let me just say this. You're lonely because you're not dating anybody. So you better rectify that immediately. Don't go to God. Don't go to your friends. Oh, goodness. <laughs> You I'm, had me. I had you in the first half. So, listen, Patrick, what's that thing that Father Anthony said to you about mixed motivations? You're always going to have mixed motivations. Yeah. So, listen, guy. Yeah. It's normal to feel lonely. It's normal to see everybody else 
pairing up and have a desire to pair up. It's normal to like a girl, even if you're kind of hesitant on long-term compatibility. None of that means that you should not date this woman. Yes. And if it works out, you will look back on this time and you will forget that you have felt this. Right. <laughs> you will forget the mixed motivations and you will look back and you go, my I, motivations were completely pure. I will also say after marrying the type of person that I, when I was younger, never thought I would marry, you have no clue the kind of person that you want to marry. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, when I was yeah. 20 and he told me that the person I married was going to be like an introvert and generally like reserved in social situations, but like incredibly, you know, disciplined. If I'd be like, what? That, doesn't, that sounds like the kind of person I mean. would. That doesn't sound like me at all. You know, I wasn't someone who's out there. who's was kind of exactly. messy and like it's doing all these things. <laughs> and yeah, it's like, no, you, I wanted someone like me. And then it ends up that like, doesn't make a lot of sense. And so yeah, no, it doesn't. you have no clue. First of all, you have no clue. You're 20 years old. You have no idea. Uh, second of all, ask her out. Third of all, Patrick Wright, she did know that you were going to ask her out. <laughs> and the window is closing. Like, if you're listening to this right now and you have not Do it. caused Go. the podcast. Not as urgent as Miguel. Not as urgent. Miguel, it was too late. But you got to pause this podcast Wait, right now. did we call you, him Miguel by name? I don't remember. You call her right now, right at this minute. You're still listening. Stop. What are you doing? What are you, what are you doing, you are man? Still, this is, Get, I, oh my gosh, your phone plays podcasts <laughs> and calls girls. Get on it. <laughs> How? <laughs> we are like gods. <laughs> we have a device <laughs> that can play podcasts and call girls. <laughs> hey, Siri. <laughs> call my wife. Call my wife, please. Uh, you got to call her right now. Read us in. Let us know what happens. But she knows. I have two magical rectangles and both of them call people. I need, we got to, he just needs to call her and needs to ask her out. I got a work phone. I need you to not be stressed. I understand telling an anxious person not be anxious doesn't really work, but there's no situation from now until you die where opening yourself up emotionally is not going to be anxiety inducing. And so you better get used to it <laughs> because you're just going to have to, you're going to have to do this. You know, this is going to be part of it. So yes, obviously I understand the problem. I have a lot of anxiety myself. I get it. Um, pray for courage dial the phone ask her out this is gonna be a great summer you're gonna have a great summer you're gonna be much more happy Ags, this summer baby they're gonna be much more happy this summer if one you guys do end up dating for the summer maybe you break up in the fall it doesn't matter you're gonna have a great summer two if you ask her out and she says no you're still gonna have a better summer than where you're at right now because at least you'll know at least you'll know there's no breakup that cigars with the boys can't fix amen if this ends up being really bad and you donate $100 a month to Patreon, me and Patrick <laughs> will fly to whatever school you are <laughs> and we will smoke a cigar with you and we'll talk about how it's actually not that bad and how we can all move on together. I would, yes. I I would I would fly anywhere to smoke a cigar with someone for a price. <laughs> <laughs> we got to end this podcast. I got to go. I got to eat dinner. I got to, I still have work I need to do. I didn't work all afternoon because we were doing that other meeting right, oh, now, yeah, right before this. So big things happening. Huge. I'm so excited. So excited. This is great. Patrick, do you have anything else for the people? Support us on Patreon at $10 a month or more, and we will come to Oklahoma City and push you in a trench. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you, and we'll see you all next week.
Um, Regan, you can't do it again. You can't. You can't. You can't do this. What did he do last time? He just left it in. Um, oh, this. Do I have anything else for people? 